Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome into another bonus episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? We have a member of the Utah Jazz on this week he also is a Methuen native. He went to the Tilton School in New Hampshire. And, of course, he's an Iowa State alum, George Niang. We discussed what went down that night when Rudy Gobert preliminarily tested positive for COVID-19, what that was like in Oklahoma City. George was able to walk me through everything that went on behind the scenes, what it was like for him and his teammates not knowing. And we addressed some of the rumors that are going on uh, about the Jazz, too, in the wake of everything that's happened. And we picked things up with George fresh off of dealing with his first earthquake because the Utah Jazz have not gone through enough in the past week. If you haven't already, you can rate or review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. We're also available on Google Play, WEI.com, and the Radio.com app. And we're on Twitter and Instagram, at 5OutPod. And let's get it going! Look, I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be alright with it, yeah. So when I was talking to Rick to set this whole thing up, I, he had told me, all right, this time frame works for George. I gave him time frames that work for me. And then he, then I, I text him because I didn't hear back from him. And he goes, oh, there was an earthquake out in Salt Lake City today. What the heck was, what the hell was that like? Yeah. So to be honest with you, with this quarantine thing, um, I've kind of just been, you know, summoned to just be in my house and you kind of live life by like no rules, right? I mean, you you don't have to wake up for anything. You can just 
kind of lounge around. The only thing you really have to make time for is like your workout, and you kind of have the whole day to do that because you can't leave a, your home. Uh, so I had gone to bed late uh, last night, was just up watching TV. And uh, at 7 o'clock, I'm just awoken up by like just the whole house just like shaking and going back and forth. And and I, I didn't know what happened. Like I just remember getting up and like standing up and being like in an awe. And then the power goes out and I'm like, what the heck is happening? And then, you know, it, it hits again a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I eventually, you know, call my mom and ask her what I should do. And uh, and then I called our security. And eventually I, I left the building going using the stairwell and, and got outside to a bunch of people from my apartment complex outside and basically freaking out. So I moved my car out of the parking garage. Meanwhile, I'm supposed to be like, quarantined i mean i don't have the uh coronavirus but they just wanted us to be quarantined i mean obviously i stayed away from people within six feet um and uh so i was just everybody was just in a panic talking like uh what was that you know that was a 5.7 and i'm from the east coast so i don't know what a 5.7 means in earthquake we've never had a earthquake in the history of the east coast you know so right people on the west coast oh, this is normal, like, da, da, da. And then you have, like, aftershocks, right? So sometimes you'll get up there and it'll be, like, rattle. And we got hit with, like, a 4, just a 4.0. And uh, that was still, like, rattling. And I'm sitting here and, like, stuff is shaking in the house. And you just start to get nervous because never had to experience that. So that was quite a big experience, not only being quarantined, but then having an earthquake. So that was – So uh, wait, you, you've been out there for four years now, right? uh this is going on my third going on your third okay yeah. so going on your third year and this is the first time that you've had i didn't realize that they had an, earth, had an earthquake out there in utah that long Damn. yeah ever since the so 92 92 olympics they said really i didn't oh i did not know that man you have had a week and a half haven't you it's been something it's been something um it kind of puts things in perspective you know um you know, sometimes you tend to complain about things that aren't perfect in your life. But, you know, when things like this happen, I wake up every day and wish I could do my job or wake up and go to my job and be around the guys and just have basketball again. And that's something that clearly we all took for granted because we were always complaining about something else while the game was being played and everything was sweet and dandy. You talked about how you can work out kind of whenever you need to. Are you? Do you have access to a gym still, or is it? Is that the team no, facility? The, the, the school. I mean, uh, school. The the team has given <laughs> us weights, bands, bikes. Uh, you know, to stay in shape. Uh, the thing is, is you're working for something that like you don't know when the call is that you know you're going to be going. At least the summer, you know, like hey, I got this X amount of time to ramp it up here or ramp it up there now you just kind of got to stay ready so you don't have to get ready i mean at any time when this settles down they could be like hey we're gonna play games with no fans on this day and you have to be ready to go so it's it's kind of nerve-wracking but uh, you know we get compensated very well so you kind of have to be ready whenever but you guys obviously are playing to win and, uh, and, and that's the number one goal for all you guys 
And you had momentum going into this hiatus. I know you'd lost the Raptors the last game, but I think it was five in a row that you guys had won too. I mean, with everything that's gone on with, with this, and I do want to talk in detail about as much as we can about what happened that night. Um, you know, obviously there's been talks of tensions and everything. Do you feel like when you guys get back into the swing of things, if you're able to, that you're going to be able to still, you know, stay in that four spot in the West or, or build off of it? Oh, I'm, I'm completely confident in our ability, uh, you know, to take off and to win and to come together as a group, um, you know, minus what everybody's saying about the distractions and tensions. Everybody's going to have more than enough time to digest what had happened and what was going on and come back and to be able to put whatever agendas they had aside, not that there were any at all, but obviously from the media aspect, there was, there's been whispers of things happening. But in the day, uh, we're full of professionals in the jazz locker room, and we have guys that come in um, and do their job, and that's all that I ask. We have a great time with each other participating in the game that we love and competing for one common goal, and that's to win. So I don't think any of that, you know, really affect us. Uh, the positive outlook is guys with injuries get to rest up and kind of get ready to ramp it up for going into the playoffs. For sure. And I mean, and the other thing too is as much as everybody wanted to, um, I mean, and there are still fans you see it on Instagram or whatever that want to criticize Rudy for how he acted and everything. What his diagnosis definitely changed the way the rest of the country has looked at it because it was him, and then it was Tom Hanks, right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was. It was in that I order. Know, I don't know who's a bigger superstar, Rudy or or Tom Hanks. No, I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, obviously, uh, the way it happened with Rudy obviously stinks. You know, what I mean, the first NBA player to be publicly known to have it. And then, you know, games start getting shut down, season gets suspended. And, you know, a lot kind of fell on his plate. And um, obviously Rudy took uh, account of accountability for his actions and was sorry. And uh, people make mistakes. And I just think this is just a learning curve for every human and every professional and every person that, you know, is, is in the spotlight is – you kind of just have to watch your back because everybody else is. And, uh, you know, I think everybody has learned a valuable lesson here. Uh, We all still love Rudy. Um, You know, he's our teammate. He's our guy. He's done so much for us on and off the court. Um, So I just think the biggest thing for us going forward is just supporting people that are having a tough time of getting through the quarantine or the illness and doing our best to be out of, you know, the – I don't want to say public side view, but just be out of public and wash your hands and be have good hygiene and, and practice good habits when it comes to this quarantine. Because realistically, if we don't, you know, change what we're doing, then who knows what virus or disease comes out next and it could be more deadly. So let's, you know, take initiative to show that we can put a stop to this and get back to our everyday life. Well said. And and go, going back to, to Rudy and everything with him that night when, I, like I said, I wanted to kind of go through this as, as best as we can here. So that night when we all see the reports on Twitter from from the jazz reporters that are out there with you guys that Rudy came down with, uh, that he was out with illness. Did you guys know before the game 
that he was getting tested for COVID-19 or did you find out like everywhere else? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously when, you know, he was, he came down to Oklahoma city with us and was immediately not allowed to be around us. Uh, you know, going to, we had shoot around uh, that morning and he, he didn't, he wasn't there for that. And the trainers <coughs> had told us, uh, don't mind my cough. I just had to turn my throat. <laughs> I, uh, I was on the phone with my mother today, and she said the same thing to me. She's like, I cough, and then yeah. people get worried. Yeah, exactly. Manga. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, – so obviously he was – we were told that he was getting tested for COVID-19, that, you know, this was a serious time, and that, you know, we really wanted to see whether or not that he'd have it. And it was kind of like the league's, like, protocol. So – you know, go through shoot around, um, go through uh, pre. I mean, I took a pregame nap and wake up and head down to the bus. And, um, you know, there are whispers of them saying, like, well, he didn't test for, or he tested negative for, like, a common cold or, like, the flu and other things like that. And um, then we got to the arena, you know, didn't think anything of it, just thought, like, he had. Something nobody thinks that the, that person on their team has the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't realize how easy it was to catch it. It was just one of those things where, like, oh, someone had it. Like, let's stay far away. But now that like it's hit the hit America, like you know how easy it is for someone to catch it. So no one was really thinking like, oh, he has it. But obviously, we knew there was a possibility. So you're kind of just going into the game like, all right, Rudy's not playing. You know, he texted us and told us that. He's not going to play because they want to see if he has COVID-19 and he got tested for it. Warm-ups go by, anthem goes by, starting lineups go by, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm used to doing my thing on the bench until the ball gets tipped off and then nobody's tipping off. And then people are running around and they're having a big discussion. Chris Paul is asking what's up with Rudy and different things like that. And then they tell us we're all going to the locker room and Coach kind of just addresses the locker room and says – you know, Rudy has tested positive for the coronavirus. And, you know, the game has been postponed. And, you know, it all kind of started mayhem from there. So I was actually, before we sat down to do this, Adam Silver was talking on ESPN with Rachel Nichols and talking about how you guys were in the locker room for, was it four hours straight? Sound about right? Uh, I think it was close to, I mean, we were in there at seven and, I don't remember leaving till like one or two o'clock. So yeah, okay. So they, so there you go. So, but my my point more so is, um, what was what was it like in there for you? I mean, four hours to be under normal circumstances. You know, if it's raining outside or if it's a snowstorm, you can't leave. Not a big deal. But something like this, it seemed. What was that like? That experience. I mean, you just can't really get comfortable, right? Because you one of your teammates has a virus that is easily spread from what we know, right? All you hear about is how it's easily spread. So you're sitting in the locker room looking at the guy next to you like, do you have it? And he's looking at you like, do you have it? Does anybody have it? We're all going to be in here for a while. So, like, should we not touch anybody? Like, should we not eat? Do we just all have it because we've been uh, exposed to it? And, you know, it's just a high-pressure situation right a game that is nationally televised just gets canceled so clearly your phones are going off you want answers to your questions but you want to let your family know like i'm okay and i'm good 
the, the person that like you rarely talk to just has seen the tech all those people have seen the text to you being like hey just saw it. like are you doing good and it's like ah oh, you know what i mean i'm trying to let my family know so then once you get past that point um you know i think all of us were nervous i mean you put on a mask and gloves and you don't want to touch anything you want to make sure you wash your hands you don't want to touch your face but then you know these are your guys these are your people that you're around you kind of naturally just are loosened up you know after like an hour or two and it's like you're getting different information where it's like hey we're gonna go bring you guys to a hotel then we're gonna get tested but come on what hotel in oklahoma city is going to take 53 potential coronavirus candidates and put them in their hotel that's just like bad for business so <laughs> clearly no hotels are picking up our phone calls and they're like we might fly back and then they're like we're not gonna fly back then guys are like well i'm gonna get a private plane and we're looking at that nobody you can't get a staff to fly a person who potentially could have coronavirus then all these things happen and at the end of like probably like three hours you're like they're like hey you can take your masks off like um it's only it's only um given to someone through like droplets and you know sneezing coughing all of that uh you know and then you just eventually kind of just like I don't want to say it's like a false hope, but we were all at this point like, hey, if I got it, you got it. If you got it, I got it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. what's the point? Why are, we, why are we stressing? Like, as long as we don't give this to our loved ones, like, we'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. So then the test people finally get there. And uh, I remember it was like midnight. So that was like five hours in the locker room. And they, ha- they come in in like full suits, right? Like, you that, know, I was going to ask you that. Like, I had a, they, they're like in full hazmat suits. Yeah, like mask, uh, you know what I mean, face mask, like whole like uh, coveralls and everything. Like the like biohazard that. outfits you see in movies? Yeah, yeah. And they come in like that. I mean, not to the extreme, kind of like the 99 cent version, but okay. they're in there and they're calling out names of people to get tested and, you know, reading us off how long the tests are going to take and how many they can take at a time. And, you know, you're just, you just want to get your test done because you're like, I want to know if I have it and, you know, so I can get home and get out of here. You know, the NBA season was canceled or suspended. Like I'm in Oklahoma. Like I want to go home. If I have this, like I want to be home and in my own bed and and take care of myself. Um, So you get tested. It's a a 10 second swab on your throat and then a 10 second swab in your nose. The nose one was really painful. It, It almost felt like it was like five inches of like a rod being stuck up my nose and tickling my brain so that was that was a little much but um like i said the test ended up getting done in like an hour hour and a half we finally got a hotel to take us and you know we ended up staying up the whole night and you know talking to doctors talking to people that had different opinions waiting on our results and i think our results came in at like nine uh the next day where we got a phone call and said if we were negative or positive obviously there was only one positive and the rest of us were negative and that's kind of when you know it kind of got aired out that you know more than one person in the nba had the coronavirus so one thing I, that i got lost a little bit in there was when the time period between when you guys found out and when you left the doctors and everything like that you mean, was, we got we got we got tested in the locker room Right, right, right. So you got tested in the locker room and you found out, you didn't find out till the next day though, right? Who, who, got, who had it? Okay. Were you, I, I don't mean this like in a funny way, like were you able to sleep 
knowing all this going on? I mean, it's, you're not in the at-risk category, but it's still a lot of unknown with this. Yeah, I think it more or less comes down to, at that point, you don't want to be looked at in the public eye as someone who's had, like, coronavirus. Like, mm. Or you just don't want to have it because you don't want to be 14 days quarantined. Little did we know that didn't mean anything after that because we still had to be quarantined after it. But um, so it was just one of those things where obviously you had a lot on your mind and I think you become so emotionally drained and exhausted you finally end up going to sleep. Like I ended up getting to bed at like four or five in the morning after talking to people on the phone and them giving me their well wishes and answering texts and finally fell asleep, got a call like nine, nine thirty, maybe 10 o'clock said I was good to go. And then from there on out, I was ecstatic. I called my family and my friends um, and let them know that I was okay. I tested negative and that I could go home on the team flight, head back. And then everything hits the internet. And, uh, you know, it kind of comes with the, the territory. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, being from professional sports, people are going to make things out to be of what they aren't and or what they think they are or, or potential things. And, you know, that's just kind of, you know, what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to address it any more than what I'm going to address now, but obviously the media is trying to create tension between a team that is, you know, at a vulnerable state. I mean, that makes complete sense. Everybody needs, um, you know, something to talk about. Um, you know, obviously people have, um, conflict it's sports you know what I mean this isn't like end all be all but you know sometimes you're going to have things that other people do that you don't like but that's part of the job of waking up every day and being a professional and doing your job not everybody is going to like each other I'm not saying that's what it is in our instance but I'm sure there's conflicts that are in our locker room that like I don't even know about that people are trying to make a big deal about because they need a story because there are no games and there are no other conflicts going on so why not make a story about a team that you know would would look to be splintering apart because of they were the first team to have uh you know the coronavirus but i think you know that's only making us stronger and i'm just excited to get back when we can to, to build on you know what we want going forward which is a championship so i mean when you when you look at going forward that's that's the big thing the big question mark now too is when there's this very few things, like you said, there's very few things to write about, very few things to analyze when it comes to the league right now. Pretty much it's all, especially around here back home for you, George, I mean, you know, Brady's gone. Were you, were you a Pats fan growing up and everything? Oh, I was a huge Pats fan. I don't know what happened there. I was real sad about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, think, I think you're not alone. Um, everybody seems to be pretty broken up about Brady being gone. But um, when it comes to the league starting back up again, I know the governors are talking about it and it keeps getting brought up by, by Woj. Adam Silver has talked about how basically everything that we're hearing now is the hope is the league will, will pick things up at some point in some form or fashion. Do you, are you still holding that hope that, or do you think it's believable, believable that, uh, things will pick up at some point, or do you think that it's maybe a bit of a reach? I mean, anything is possible. I mean, we have a ton of resources. We have a ton of great people, you know, running the NBA, running the MBPA. Um, anything is possible. So um, I think it's nerve-wracking, you know, for the players to not know when. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, everybody wants to play. And basketball is a popular enough sport where everybody wants to see it being played. 
Um, I think right now health is taking a precedent number one over all of that, which is important and it should be like that. Um, is it unfortunate for our entertainment that we don't get to do our jobs and people don't get to watch us do our jobs? Yeah, but I think it's more important for us as a country um, to be in a healthy uh, standing, you know, with our environment, with each other, um, and get to a place where it's almost minimal risk to have big crowds be together um, because of, you know, a virus being passed around or an illness. And I think it's important that we, you know, listen to the instructions of staying quarantined and uh, social distancing, you know, so we can get to it back to a point where, you know, we're enjoying our everyday life where we don't have to take like the entertainment aspect of life for granted or waking up and going to your job every day for granted or giving a random person a high five. <laughs> it's amazing, the little things that you wouldn't think that you would miss. The last thing, George, um, with all this, if you guys pick up, play let's say in mid-June or late June and things end in August that would alter the start of next season into uh, December more than likely would you yeah. be fine with the league changing things up and being a, a you know a league that goes into the summers have you thought about that uh that'd be a little different you know I, I yeah, just a little thought into it um, but you know, that would maybe kind of solve the problem where they talk about ratings are down at the beginning of the year because of football and different things like that. I mean, I guess that would solve that problem. Um, but this game has been around for a long time and they've done a lot of successful things, I guess, through trial with the season, you know, being on a hiatus, you can kind of see how that works out and then, uh, go from there. Um, but you know, I don't know, does that, that kind of messes up the draft process. And, like, draft picks are coming in when there's games. And, you know, you'd have to come with a whole new system. And it, it just causes confusion. And to be honest with you, when you have, like, such a big league and, you know, so many people that follow it worldwide, you don't want to have too many changes because people can be turned away by changes. So mm – -hmm. We have great uh, leaders in the NBA and the NBA Players Association that are going to pick and choose the right things for us. I'm not opposed to it because I love the game. I'll play it uh, in the snow. I'll play it, you know, in a gym. Uh, I'll play it any time of the year. Um, you know, some people like their vacations and, and the time that we usually have off, but I'm open to whatever. As long as I get to play and do what I love after this week of being in my apartment, um, <laughs> I wish I could get back out there and play right now. Yeah, I, bet, I mean, there's a lot of things that uh, when you're in isolation that you just don't have access to anymore. It's pretty crazy. Um, but anyways, George, I know you want to go and, and start doing your thing. Hopefully next time we talk, we can actually talk about real basketball stuff and not all of this. But thanks for taking the time, man. Yeah, no, for sure. This is awesome. Thank you for having me. Seriously. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be all right with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be all right with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.